0: as to do anything that none of us hasn't done before in our own kitchens and our own home. Now, quick, Niles, kill five eels! The Wrestling Life.
1: Hey everybody, it's The Wrestling Life. It's episode 290. It is Royal Rumble Weekend 2022. How long have we been doing this show? I'm Ethan. (laughs) I'm Liam. Liam, we have so much to talk about this week.
0: And as always, so many things we can't talk about, especially Big John (laughs) Studd, here on the first and the only wrestling podcast. Nor his son, Big Sean (laughs) Studd,
1: who works the local indie here i did not know that yeah he he didn't start he well oh gosh
0: we're not we're even, doing it we're doing <laughs> a
1: thing <laughs> we're not even 60 seconds in and we're doing a thing that i just said we weren't going to do <laughs> his son didn't start wrestling until like he was in his earlier or mid-30s or something but i think he still works the local indie here yeah,
0: yeah. well good for him
1: yeah anywho <laughs> it's the royal rumble preview show Let's touch on some not Royal Rumble stuff, uh, news and wrestling before we get to the main event here, which is the Royal Rumble. Mustafa Ali, WWE, is up to their old tricks, refusing to release the guy who went public and demanded his release. That's interesting.
0: Yeah, especially because we have this earnings call coming up and people always get axed after it anyway. Yes. So that will be curious, because if it's just like a weird thing and they want to delay it and so they can release him in a group, that's kind of weird. But if they release a bunch of people but don't release him, then we, you know, we know that it's pure spite to not let him out of that contract. Yeah. Yeah.
1: It's right before. Well, he was going to have a 90 day anyway. Right. Sure. But I was going to say it was right before. AEW is running Chicago, but they're back in Chicago next week. They run Chicago pretty often. um, Mm -hmm. But anyway, they're back in Chicago next week. His hometown where he was a police officer, et cetera, et cetera. I feel like there's a few different tacks you can take when requesting your release. Mm -hmm. And uh, he picked one that didn't work rather than just, say, flying himself home. In the middle of the house show loop <laughs> you know which has, has sorry, made me it has made me wonder whether or not tony storm actually did get a release because wwe released like through a back channel statement of like she's no longer with the company but we never got the we wish her the best in her future endeavors thing it makes mm-hmm. me wonder and i don't know who she, who she's talked to but it's like i wonder if she actually did get a release
0: that is uh, a like you said the wording is very specific it seemed when when you uh when we talked about that it was it was not a WWE has released obviously they don't really announce releases anymore but yes. even when i think it was Sean Ross Sapp initially reported it it was like the way it was worded he worded it was very not like he usually words things right um so yeah didn't seem like that was a typical uh release 90 day and we're done type deal so i yeah that that does bring that into question then yeah you wonder uh as the story goes ali has just been a a healthy scratch for (laughs) a couple of months now um i i guess the the word originally the not really looked into word was he was on paternity leave which was apparently for one show (laughs) yes and then they just have had nothing for him to do. They're not even bringing him to do. I guess SmackDown doesn't have like a superstars or main event taping beforehand, so he doesn't. They're not even bringing him to you know be a bump dummy for Veer or whoever, right?
1: Yeah, definitely, uh, definitely interesting. Yeah, so he's been off, you know. And then the story that you can only imagine: a heated argument with Vince McMahon regarding a pitch that McMahon made to Ali. Do you think they wanted him to wear a
0: turban and be an evil foreigner in Vince McMahon's company? Oh, I don't. <laughs> perish the thought. Uh, yeah, no, I think that's that's probably what happened. I think the guy that maybe pitched a an air to vignette for a Japanese character called Hirohito in like two thousand five might have uh, might have uh, asked the the Muslim uh, man to to put on a turban and, and play a terrorist. Yes
1: guy who the brainchild behind uh, the mastermind whose brainchild was Kung Fu Naki.
0: Yes, yes. I think it is possible that that guy may have asked Mustafa Ali, who has a, there's a wonderful like WWE producer, I think it's, I don't know if it's Chronicle or 24 or whatever, they, they have like three or four different names for their network documentaries, but they did one on him a few years ago. And there's like a specific part in this WWE produced documentary where he talks about how, when he was first breaking into wrestling, he did that character very briefly. And he had a very horrific moment where he saw the reaction that a child had to him in the stands. And he was horrified by it because he felt like maybe he just taught a kid to hate people that look like him. Right. And so from that moment forward, he vowed that he would never, ever do that even though he knew at the time on the indies he would make more money doing that right he for his own personal uh reasons chose not to do that and so yeah it's like it's part of his story even within (laughs) even (laughs) since he's been in wwe he has told that story repeatedly of you know wanting to avoid stereotypes and wanting to be you know a kind of a very unique uh, has a unique message that he wants to send um and yeah, I'm gonna guess that Vince McMahon said, "Yeah, but what if we put you in a turban and gave you a sword?"
1: I think it's worth noting too that it's not like he's against playing a heel. Like he released a vignette that they had record, they had uh, produced for him that ultimately never aired on TV, but he released it on social media, where he was playing like a politician um who only Vince McMahon's WWE could like a populist politician be a heel but it Mm -hmm. seemed like very much like a, a heel vignette and uh at one point it was approved and then it wasn't so I don't you know he's it's not like the guy's against being a heel he just doesn't want to be a certain kind of heel
0: correct so yeah, I guess I guess we'll uh, we'll come back to this one after this earnings report and the seemingly inevitable next s- series of releases and see what's what then. Yeah.
1: It seems like maybe they're getting NXT UK primed for a cut. I think maybe Nick Khan yeah. has <laughs> become
0: aware. <laughs> you finally found out about Hunter's Secret Little <laughs>
1: Yeah, it's a thing that exists. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so they brought, I mean, they brought Kaylee Ray over and I mean, it's been a couple months now that they brought her over, but. Walter yeah. Gunther is here now. Yeah. Is that anything? Like we have done a show <laughs> since WWE renamed Walter Gunther and I look, I don't put anything past that company, but I have a difficult time believing that they would want anything, to do, they would purposely name a guy after a Nazi. I just, I don't think they did
0: that on purpose. In, I think in like, in like maybe in like two thousand three, they would have. Uh, but I think, yeah, in this era of the, the brand, the more brand safe. I know I just said that. Uh, I just brought up the the hero hero you know, thing like a minute ago, but. Uh, we just been talking about how he was at, he was potentially asking uh, a Muslim man to play a <laughs> a certain type of stereotype, but that specifically is a line that I think most people there's there's less deniability when it comes to Nazi stuff. I think um, so. I don't know. Like it's it's not this this person that he happened to share the attempted copyrighted name of uh is not like a particularly famous person. It was just that was the first Google result until it was until there it suddenly was flooded with a bunch of news articles about WWE trying to copyright this name. Um but so at that point I think yeah they just went well I guess we really want his name to be Gunther like <laughs> right so I mean it's it's it is strange. It's not the first time I guess Eric and Ivar got name changes despite being named there are other names on, uh, on NXT television for years. So I guess that's where prime. And I don't think Walter moved to the States to wrestle in just regular NXT. Maybe he did, but I would assume maybe he's, he's not going to be in regular NXT too long before he comes up. And I guess they, they didn't like Walter it didn't sound German enough, even though he's not German. <laughs> There's a lot of layers to it. There are a lot of
1: layers to it. Also, the one time Vince McMahon saw the guy, he
0: jobbed him out in like 90 seconds. That's <laughs> true. Like... He did get, he get like, he was, yeah, he was unpinned for like two years on NXT television and then was pinned in 90 seconds in a Survivor Series match or whatever it was.
1: Yeah. So it's like, do you think, and this is Vince three years ago or four years ago or whatever. It's like, do you think he's changed his mind since then? I don't,
0: I don't, I doubt it, but I guess we'll see. I don't know. Like he's dropped, he, Walter Gunther has dropped some weight as of as of late so i don't know if that was part of the like part of like if he was told to like get in better shape um and we'll take another look at you or whatever or you know a lot of guys get might get called up and still be gone within two months so it's not like getting you know getting primed for it, it might he might just he maybe he'll just get like the main event match like champa and Dunn are getting right now and right and whoever else in la night are getting and and then we'll never hear from him again. These are all, these are all equally possible to me. Yeah, I want to. Yeah, let's let's get into
1: uh, those guys here real quick before we talk about AEW, and then we'll talk about Royal Rumble. But LA Knight to me is getting a look, and to me his promos are like super super low rent Dwayne Johnson. Mm-hmm. I feel like maybe he's gonna stick at least for a while, because he does talk better than most WWE main roster people talk. Do you see him having any kind of legs? Obviously they've sent Champa back to NXT. So I don't think he's going to stick on with his chocolate beard. I don't think he's going to stick on the main (laughs) roster. We'll see about Pete Dunn. That seems unlikely to me also a five foot six guy, uh, in Vincent Mann's who can work in Vincent McMahon's WWE who wrestles mm. in a one-piece bathing suit. I don't see working. <laughs> but maybe LA Knight can stick because he can talk a little bit. What do you think?
0: I feel like the biggest thing Knight has against him is his age, right? He's 38 or 39. Uh um, yeah. So I mean, but if if they're giving him a look despite his age, then yeah, maybe he does have a chance to at least. I mean, who would have thought Bobby Roode would have, like, a seven-year <laughs> WWE career, right? Like, mm-hmm. and he's, he's around that age, too. He's probably older, though. He's probably, like, 44 now. Yeah, Bobby, Bobby yeah.
1: is, uh, yeah, Bobby's significantly older.
0: So, like who would have thought he would make it through? Like a like 115 people get cut, and and Rob Rude is not one of them in in Vince McMahon's WWE. So yeah, like yeah, I think if you you if you need guys like a guy like an LA Knight. Not that I think he's like a spectacular worker, but he's been around a long time, and as you said, he can talk, he can do a 10 minute or 15 minute talking segment in the middle of a show or probably do comedy with our truth or right. But like he's a, yeah, I think he's like what you would call a utility player that could probably find a role on a, on a raw, a three hour raw or a SmackDown.
1: Yeah. So what's left for the guys that got the look and didn't make it like, I assume Roderick strong, Champa, pete dunn are they in the next round of cuts i could
0: i I could see it i mean it it was both i think both dunn and roddy re-signed last year like just prior (laughs) to the to the apocalypse the purge Um, yeah um and yeah i i it seems like that i mean we've heard this story a lot obviously o'reilly and gargano being the two most recent one of they went up got a look adam cole came up to smack i don't i don't know if adam cole did a dark match or not but Um, like a lot of these guys coming up, doing, doing a dark match or something, or I guess in some of these guys' cases, they're doing matches on main event with, uh, uh, jack and, uh, yeah. And it's like, well, Lonnie Donigan, Yeah. old old Lonnie Donigan. Um, (laughs) I never remembered if he was T-Bar or Slapjack. So I just, I just call him Donovan Jack.
1: He was T-Bar.
0: He was t Okay. okay. I assume he still is, right? They didn't, they didn't turn him back to. Correct. Yes. All right. So t-bar um (laughs) and uh it's wrestling all those different nxt guys um i don't know like it like all of them could find a place but probably not in this current um sure like there's all of these guys could be an asset to your television but if your thing is that you're small and you're a very good wrestler um they've sort of gutted that diamond like slowly gutted that diamond mind group that roddy is in an nxt like they're just fire a different guy from it every few weeks so if roddy goes and he was kind of the centerpiece of it i i guess they can move more 2.0 talent into it or um or give Bivin somebody else to or give Bivens a new group to work with but he's
1: he's got the creed brothers now in that group and that's right. like clearly the focus of that group they're in the uh the dusty cup and i don't know if they're gonna win the thing i think msk might win the thing again but they're gonna they're gonna be there that show every week is totally (laughs) missable but it's not a bad show of the wwe main roster shows or the wwe television shows i would say it's it's way better than raw it's usually not as good as smackdown because there's not the star power you have of roman reigns and stuff but it's a totally fine show
0: yeah, it, like I don't I admittedly don't watch the full shows many weeks uh, of NXT, but I always get like yeah, this is a, a WWE a you know, Vince McMahon, Bruce pictured like this this is the 2022 equivalent of you know, superstars or wrestling, you know, it's right. obviously it's a long it's longer and there's more like skits and stuff, but you know, that's that's the kind of vibe I get when I watch. It, it doesn't it doesn't offend me when I uh, when I turn it on, but yeah, it seems like at this point, if what's well, that thing too. It's like if they fire all or if they release a bunch of more of these guys, if Roddy and Dunn and Ciampa are maybe all on their way out, then like who's who's left that's gonna actually like tease teach like Grayson Waller or whoever to is that the forehead guy? Whoever the forehead guy is that they're they're high on. Um
1: Ridge no, it's not Ridge Holland. I can't think of that guy's name. Um, anyway. Grayson oh, Waller okay. Grayson Waller's the skinny Australian guy.
0: That's uh, right. Um, um, keep talking, I'll, th- I'll think of it. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's like who's who's left to like actually like pull these guys through televised matches every week if they get rid of uh, I understand like you don't see value in in Dunn as like a star on your television show, but don't you still need to keep like two or three of these guys just to like teach everybody how to work?
1: yeah you would think and you would think that that's the point of uh the the whole point of 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 having those guys around but Mm -hmm. um cameron grimes is another guy too that's like i think he's gonna i think he's goofy comedy guy if he goes to the main roster but Mm -hmm. but also r-truth just turned 50 and he still has a job so
0: I'll say I mean there's worse gigs to get than guy who makes Vince McMahon laugh professionally. <laughs> yes.
1: Von Wagner is the former ah, guy, by the
0: there way. There we go. There we go. <laughs> Couldn't think of
1: it. Okay. Jeez. Lonnie Donegan. <laughs> That's right. That's right. All right. Before we get to Royal Rumble, let's get into AEW. So hangman page is the world champion, and he's been on television like twice since he won the title. <laughs> two and a half months ago probably because he has an infant and covid petri dishes are bad places to hang out if you have an infant at home and so that's very understandable but just a lot of weird dynamites in a row to me and admittedly i'm not the biggest fan of all elite wrestling i am uh, but what? <laughs> but uh i'll just say if if i had arguably the most talented roster ever assembled I don't know that I would have put on a string of television shows like they've put on with like Billy Gunn wrestling on TV and (laughs) red velvet versus Layla Hirsch. And just a lot of the matches that they do every week. Uh, Not, not things that I would do if I had their roster, but Hey, so they did beach break this week. They're building obviously to, Hangman Page and Lance Archer in a Texas death match for the AEW title in a couple of weeks. That's like the placeholder before the pay-per-view world title feud. Mm. There's... Britt Baker doesn't really have a challenger right now.
0: (laughs) I assume it's... That was evident (laughs) when they just had her come out to just say mean things about the city of Cleveland for eight minutes on Dynamite last week.
1: That was frankly bizarre yes uh CM Punk and MJF wrestling next week in Chicago um they might be able to stretch that to the pay-per-view uh the next month we'll see how that goes but a lot of like um to use MJF's word a lot of mid dynamites to me (laughs) so far this year what are your thoughts just overall on the state of all elite wrestling
0: It feels like I think you kind of hit the nail on the head at the start with as much talent is on this roster. I understand there's certain matches that you're saving for pay-per-view or that you want to build to over a long period of time. And that's fine. And that's good. Right. Um, And I know that like, you know, Danielson was off TV for a while. He's back, seems to be starting up something with Moxley uh, who is also back now. Um, You'll have Kenny back hopefully in a few months. So that's another, you know, another bow in your quiver. Um, but it does feel it feels stagnant like CM Punk and and MJF started feuding in December, um, which doesn't I guess it's not really that long ago, but it feels really <laughs> long ago to me. Yes um, It's probably been like six weeks, but it feels feels like a wa- feels like they've been they've been going at it for a while. Um, and then you have like MJF and the uh, or, sorry uh, Adam Cole and the elite versus best friends has been going on for a thousand years um, and I enjoyed the, the lights out match. I thought it was a good way. It's, it's again, it's a way to give orange Cassidy who has been beaten like a drum for three months, a win in, in, in a match with Adam Cole without having it hurt Adam Cole theoretically. Um, but it just feels very creatively stagnant to me. And then it's, I feel like with the exception of at the start of the year, you had uh, at the end of last year and the start of this year, you had the two Daniels and hangman matches, which were both great. And then on this week's show, you did have the ladder match, which I thought was very good, but it's a lot of like stuff that I thought was just okay. And I think when you don't have a lot of great wrestling on your shows, it becomes the flaws of your show become a lot more apparent the, the cut and paste nature of the angles they run how long people have been in feuds against each other Chris Jericho's F-U-N-B Hulk Hogan WCW <laughs> 2000 character sucks yeah it's um, bad. and like the stuff that's getting a lot of television time on Dynamite meanwhile as you said like Britt Baker doesn't have a challenger Hangman is wrestling Kane uh, and you have like a bunch of people that you feel like should be a bigger deal on dynamite. The bucks are kind of like they're, they kind of started a few weeks ago and O'Reilly wasn't on dynamite. I think the last two weeks, I don't know if he's a COVID guy or, or what was up with that, but they Rocky got pulled from a show for COVID. And then O'Reilly wasn't in on dynamite last night. So they were kind of teasing doing a bucks and red dragon thing, but then that's also wrapped up in this never ending uh elite, versus versus best friends thing which i hope is over now um and then yeah so i I guess i'm just ready to see like fresher storylines and more with the amount of good professional wrestlers they have on their roster i feel like we should be getting one to two just like great kick-ass matches every week and i feel like there's been strings of dynamites where we've gotten that in the past but when we have a string of dynamites all in a row where there's very little or no Good to great wrestling on it kind of kind of starts to feel a little bit more like a drag but uh you know we'll see like we said that seems like the next two weeks are going to be maybe reset shows and i would assume based on the finish of mjf and punk will either find out that they're rematching at the pay-per-view or if it is a clean finish then i'm guessing the winner of that is wrestling hangman at the pay-per-view so maybe now that we're like, they that's the other thing too. We've talked about this before. They always wait until like three weeks out from their pay-per-views to start actually building towards them, I feel. Yes. Um, so that's the other thing too. I think there's just like an aimless field. It's like, okay, Sammy just beat Cody in a ladder match on, on television. It's like, okay, so what's he doing? We're like a month out to this pay-per-view now or a little over a month out. Britt doesn't have any clear challengers and at adam page like i said he's kind of kind of waiting around to see you can slide a few different people in there you could do mjf you could do punk you could do adam cole um but until we kind of get moving but we have to wait two more weeks for him to get done beating lance archer before we could even get to that so it just feels like we're just in a real like holding pattern with dynamite and like I said, the kind of the more stagnant things get, the more you start to notice the uh, the flaws in the machine, I think.
1: Adam Cole, I'm a big fan. He is the focus of the television. He wrestles on Rampage most weeks. He wrestles on Dynamite most weeks. He gets a, prom- a promo segment on Dynamite most weeks. Adam Cole is very clearly going to be going for the world title here sooner than later because... He has to be because he's the focus of every
0: television show. <laughs> Everybody wants to kiss him. <laughs> and Who can blame them? Uh, I guess the other note, the other note from dynamite is uh, Dan Housen got signed. So good for him making some money. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't, I don't care. <laughs> that's one of those guys. Like I felt so out to lunch. Because there was like legitimate discourse about Dan Housen <laughs> on Twitter, yes, last night and today, and I was like, he's just like he's a comedy guy. Like, if it's not your thing, I don't, I don't think you're wrong for not liking it. But it's like he's not going to be. I mean, maybe it's weird to say this in a company that Orange Cassidy is like your is like an upper card baby face in, but like I think like I'm not worried about like Dan Housen wrestling Kenny Omega or or like CM Punk or somebody like he's going to be a fun character. Like it's a variety show, right? A wonderful variety show. And you want, and you want some comedy guys on there. He's going to do shtick with Billy Gunn and his dickhead sons. And he's going to do, and he'll do goofy stuff on dark and on being the elite. And, and he'll, he'll be around and he'll, he'll pop up as cameos like he did in the middle of matches and stuff like that. And the crowd will go crazy for him and he will sell a bunch of t-shirts. But I just had when I saw like people legitimately arguing over this, I was like, like, who who cares enough about this <laughs> to like to really have like a strong opinion one way or the other? Like, God bless him. And, it, you know, he's a, I like a guy like that who went from like a low level indie guy to a guy that was getting booked everywhere to ring of honor. To now a the second biggest company in the U.S. It's like that's that's impressive. Like he he just kind of built that brand himself. So like good good for him. Good for him.
1: Before we get to Royal Rumble, uh, GCW ran pay per view this past weekend. Oh yeah, one of the worst shows I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> it was really terrible. It really was... a really terrible show with maybe one or two good matches on it.
0: Yeah, it was like. Okay, and admittedly, I'm not a I'm not a GCW expert here, but I've watched like 3 or 4 of their shows. This was easily the worst GCW show I've ever seen. Like it was not it was I didn't think it was paced well. I thought a lot of it dragged. Uh, I was also watching the the like the greatest football game of all time on my <laughs> my friend's phone while we kind of had the the show on in the background for part of it, so I didn't I didn't maybe experience like the Cardona Janella uh, marathon in as much oh. excruciating detail as other people sure did. So maybe I'm, I'm so yeah, I just thought it, I just thought a lot of it was boring. I thought the decision to beat all of like almost all of their like homegrown GCW stars, like it felt like this should have been like a big celebration show where you do a lot of happy moments for your longtime fans and you're introducing. And obviously they they expected new fans to come in. So I guess the idea is, well, this isn't really the big show. This is our first step towards an even bigger show. But I just, yeah, it, it wasn't very good. It was a bad ladder match on the show. There was a really great Lucha match and then a bunch of okay stuff. And then Nick Gage's return was the main event, but they were in New York, so they couldn't really do any Nick Gage stuff. And then they got five minutes. So. <laughs> and yeah. then it was right off the air so uh yeah a bad show and um look hopefully they learn some lessons and the next time they get a big show it'll be even better but i mean it's low bar yeah
1: they run basically two big shows every weekend <laughs> i mean they're they're not sold out in front of 2000 people and on traditional pay-per-view they're mm-hmm. you know 500 seat shows And on fight TV every weekend, but they run so many shows and I just, I don't, I don't know. I wouldn't, I would just, I'll I'll just say, I would not be surprised if that was the apex of the promotion. Let's put it that way. I like, I don't think, I don't think they're going to go out of business anytime soon. I wish them the best. There's things that they did on that show that I appreciate and respect. Like, um, like main eventing with nick gage it's like nick gage is not my guy but he's their guy and i i respect that i respect that they were like okay we're gonna headline with one of our guys i respect that the tribute to the people that have passed away on the pre-show it's like okay that's very nice and kind and i respect that there's just it's just it was not a good show and the janella and cardona match like it was overbooked to the point of parody. And that was the idea. And the people were into it. Mm -hmm. Uh, They, people were into all the run-ins and cameos. Let's put it that way. But also (laughs) after they saw 56 run-ins and, and cameos in that match, it it killed the crowd for the rest of the show. It's like, if you're going to do that, that had to go, that had to be like last (laughs) because it killed, it killed the next hour, hour and a half of the show.
0: I also wonder like how many fans that went there were like uh, aware that like they couldn't do barbed wire and glass and, and light (laughs) tubes and stuff because the two top matches on the show were Moxley versus homicide. And then, as you mentioned, Nick Gage and, and Matt Tremont, Matt Tremont against, against the Briscoes. Right. Um, And again, Nick, nick nick gage being the king of the death match moxley being you know a a hardcore legend and all this stuff it's like you i think maybe they were expecting more violence and it was just like some chairs and some like flimsy doors um and stuff like that and again that's that's the restrictions of the show but it's it, it was one of those things where it's like the decision to do the show in Hammerstein is what got you this attention and got you probably without a doubt, their biggest, you know, their biggest pay-per-view numbers of all time, but also they couldn't do a bunch of the stuff that like GCW is known for. And again, they're not right. only a deathmatch promotion, but when you have Nick Gage and John Moxley and these guys on the show, you expect a lot more, I think, uh, vi- blood and guts, if you will. Sure. Uh, gory self-mutilation, if you will, um, on on a show like that with those guys on it. And so I always, I thought that was like, felt like fans were waiting for the, the violence to ramp up and that never really came as well. So I feel like that hurt the crowd as well.
1: And Moxley and Hamas, got like 11 minutes also. Like, mm-hmm. not that I necessarily want to see those two guys <laughs> go for 25 minutes or whatever, but th- there were some serious timing issues all over that show. So, oh yeah. All right. So Royal Rumble's coming up this weekend. The more interesting side to me, shockingly, is the women's side, just because they absolutely have not even hinted as to who could possibly win the men's (laughs) Royal Rumble. (laughs) How is this even possible? Like, normally there's... Anyway, my takeaway is that it has to be somebody who... Is involved in one of the title matches already is going to like Mm -hmm. lose and then win the rumble. So Brock Roman Seth somebody like that is going to win the Royal Rumble through shenanigans. But like they haven't begun to tease anyone winning the Royal Rumble. Nope. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so Angela Dawkins. Angelo Dawkins, Montez Ford, Ray Mysterio, Dominic Mysterio, The Great Austin Theory, Seamus, Johnny Knoxville, Damian Priest, AJ Styles, Biggie, Happy Corbin, and Madcap Moss, Sammy Zayn, and Kofi Kingston, Kevin Owens, Omos, Randy Orton, Riddle, Chad Gable, Otis, Dolph Ziggler, Robert Roode. So, twenty-two out of thirty on the men's side have been announced, and uh one of the less reputable wrestling news sites today reported that Bad Bunny Bad Bonnie is also in so that would tw- that would be 23 spots
0: meh I just I, like, I, yeah it doesn't feel like anybody in that group other than like you said like we talked about last week and where you said already on this show like yeah it's it's probably Bobby Lashley or Brock Lesnar or Roman reigns depending on which one of them loses in their respective title matches right like yeah like because who else because who else is getting any kind of like big shove on on wwe television right now
1: nobody nobody it's the only wild card to me is owens just because i don't think kevin owens is gonna win the royal rumble but he did just resign there and like he's one of a few a handful of guys that get serious promo and tv time it's like Owens, Rollins, Lashley, Lesnar, Reigns, and then Biggie has kind of been phased down a little bit. But it's like one of those five, it has to be one of those five guys because it couldn't be anybody
0: else. So, and like Edge isn't in the match as far as we know, right?
1: Correct. Yeah. He and uh, his wife are wrestling the Miz and his wife.
0: Sure, sure. Uh, so, yeah, I, I just, there's yeah it's a very fascinating thing for there just to be like no nobody even like <laughs> hinted at on television that you feel could possibly win this other than like other than one of the guys who is supposedly not in the match <laughs> right like it's it's interesting
1: so on the women's side they've announced 21 people rhea ripley nikki ash dana brooke carmela Zelina, tamina Shotzi, Natalia, Aaliyah, Naomi, Shayna Baszler, SmackDown Women's Champion Charlotte Flair is in the match for some reason. Uh, the, Bella, <laughs> the Bella Twins, Lita, Michelle McCool, Kelly Kelly, WWE Legend Summer Rae, Imp- <laughs> Impact Knockouts Champion Mickey James, Bianca Belair, and Liv Morgan have been announced. And Ronda Rousey is probably coming back. So to me, the thing that makes the most sense is somebody dumps Charlotte Flair and whoever dumps Charlotte challenges her for the title at WrestleMania. And the other person wins the, t- wins the Royal Rumble, goes on and challenges Becky. And it sure would make sense if that were Ronda Rousey, but also <laughs> Ronda Rousey. And Charlotte Flair sure seems like a match that they would do rather than Ronda and Becky, but we'll see.
0: It's the match they wanted to do. Yep, <laughs> it was. That was supposed to be the first ever women's main event of a WrestleMania. Um, yep. So that would be funnier, I think. I do want, like so. There was, and again, you never know because, like, what's what's who's coming out of what camp at the end? But it was like. The story was like Rhonda was really like offended that fans turned on her, <laughs> right, um, which is very funny to me, um, but
1: she's very sensitive, she's very right. sensitive,
0: but like would she if she is agreeing to come back and wrestle, would she risk coming back as a baby trying to come back as a baby face and getting booed again
1: i maybe, yeah. Well, you just, well, the other thing is, like, if it, it doesn't work, you just turn. Like,
0: right, but again, she seems to take great offense to when the 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 audience members don't go along with the play. So, so she comes back as a heel, and Becky's a babyface. Like Becky's,
1: how could you possibly move Becky Lynch anyway? But except for marrying Seth Rollins, but, but yeah, it's <laughs> <kid's> gonna suck. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, like it's, it's like. People don't want to boo Becky Lynch anyway. So if she's coming back and wrestling Becky, then you make Becky babyface. Who cares?
0: Yeah, I guess. That, I guess I would just be curious as to my my heart of hearts hope is that this is another Survivor Series Dwayne situation, sure. and they're like prepping everything, and they're like, "We want you back. We really yes. think it would be cool if you came back at the Rumble and then worked Mania." And she is just gonna ghost them. I think that would be really funny. But uh, no, my, I yeah, I think she probably comes back and wins the rumble, and then wrestles either Becky or Charlotte. Yeah. Um. Um. If she wrestles Becky, uh, I guess my thought is, uh, poor Bianca Belair. Yeah. Uh, we were we were told to let it play out, and for the first time ever in WWE history, it doesn't seem like maybe it's gonna she's gonna get her big WrestleMania moment.
1: It did not play out. No. No. They spent seven months last year making Bianca Belair and they spent the six months since destroying Bianca Belair.
0: (laughs) She is still like, she isn't, she's kind of how they treat. Like, I feel like she's a little under like the Bailey Sasha level. Like she's not, she's not even quite to that level, but like they gave her the big, they had, well, that's the other funny part. They had her do the big thing where she did gave the KOD to do drop, like right around Christmas Right. I got this enormous reaction, and it was like that felt like okay, maybe we're building her back up for something. But then, Do Drop just won a three way to challenge <laughs> Becky at the Rumble, and at the time, you might have you'd be forgiven for thinking, well, maybe Bianca's going to win the Rumble again. But now that now that uh, Operation Hot Ronda is back on, like, what are <laughs> we? I do wonder if if there's like, a, well, maybe Bianca could dump Charlotte, and she could go over to SmackDown and wrestle Charlotte. Why not? Why not?
1: The thing Bianca has going for her is she's so good and so cool that she's mm-hmm. probably going to end up a big star anyway. Just because there's a certain part of of her start and that's just absolutely undeniable. She mm-hmm. will not. She will not be denied. It's impossible to keep to keep her down. But damned if they haven't tried over the last six months. <laughs> All right. Let's run down the rest of the card here real quick. Brock Lesnar is wrestling Bobby Lashley. Uh, He's defending the title against Bobby Lashley. I think Lashley's winning the title here and Roman somehow screws Brock. And uh, Brock ends up chasing Roman for the other title. Um, Any idea on how that one goes?
0: Yeah, I think that scenario. I mean, I've always felt like this Heyman thing is going to have another shoe drop. Yeah, They've done like the fake Heyman is leaving Roman for Brock thing for months and months. And then it had a very abrupt ending to it. And then the next, the next night on raw Heyman was just back with Brock. So, um, I mean, maybe that makes Brock look like a little bit of an idiot, but it's Brock. So whatever. You can't really, can't really hurt that guy.
1: Right. Becky Lynch against Dewdrop.
0: I don't think Dewdrop is beating Becky Lynch. Bold, bold statement, but no, I don't, I don't think so. Despite her, despite the sp- stellar uh face to face uh promo that they they had uh just Kevin Dunn's worst nightmare uh as two as two women with uh, thick celtic accents uh chatted away on monday night raw
1: look man i don't ever want to take kevin dunn's side on anything <laughs> but i only legitimately understood about 60% of what nikki ash and dewdrop said on raw this week that's fair like they both had significant promo time and I legitimately had no idea what they were saying. <laughs> <Like, laughs> um, Edge Ed, Ed and Beth Phoenix are wrestling the Miz and Maurice. Eh, bucket list thing for Edge and Beth, I think.
0: Yeah, no, it's it's cool. I saw an interview with Edge this week where he talked about how he felt like Beth never got a chance to talk when in her <laughs> like full time wrestler run, and. Yeah. He said he felt like her Hall of Fame speech and then obviously they're her three years now doing commentary or whatever kind of all all of a sudden WWE realized that like she had a personality and could could do that part of the job too. So like yeah, I'm sure it's very, very nice for them. Like, I was trying to think, is there another couple that they can mix tag <laughs> at Mania? Nikki Bella and Arwin, perhaps.
1: Sure, bring your Oh no, bring him, Brian. You can't.
0: No. What a what a twist.
1: Rhonda and Travis.
0: Yes, there we go. <laughs> trying to trying to think of uh, what other what other wrestling wrestling couples they could. I guess they could Walter like... and Jenny. <laughs> there you go. Jenny, whatever her name. Is. That's right. Dexter Loomis and uh, Indy Hartwell. We've come
1: up with. A, we're just naming couples now. Yeah. <laughs> Becky and Seth.
0: <laughs> oh. Yeah, I mean, in in a world where Becky wasn't probably like in the main event of one of those two nights of the shows, that actually probably is a, like, that would be a big match that I think people would get really into if they did that.
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't think Becky and Seth want to be on TV together anymore. And frankly, they shouldn't be after the last (laughs) run. But yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of ways you can go with that. But I also, yeah, I don't, I I don't, I don't think, I think this is probably it for Edge and Beth as a team, but we'll see. It is strange for doing it a rumble and not a mania though.
0: Hmm. Well, it's just like, well, what is Edge doing then? If he's not right, he's not he's not going for a title at Mania this year. It's like trying to like I'm trying to do the law of averages thing. He could wrestle Kevin Owens. Like, yeah, that yeah. seems like a match that both of those guys would want to do. And well, AJ Styles, I think that. Oh yes. I did. I did see AJ talking about that this week.
1: Yeah, that seems like seems like that's coming sooner than later. And Vince still has that thing where he's like, "Oh, I'm paying Edge three million dollars. So I have to use him in a big singles match." Like, I, there you go. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Roman Reigns and Seth Rollins is the other match uh, for the Universal Title. Raw guy Seth Rollins going for the SmackDown title. <laughs> what? Whatever. Like, Usos are banned from ringside. Yes. So there's a lot of scuttlebutt has there's has been a lot of scuttlebutt that like Seth Rollins is has been supposed to get one of the WWE titles or it was supposed to get the WWE title at the last pay-per-view and like he's supposedly been going to end up as champion for a couple of months now it's just like the way that they book him on TV I'm like that guy really but (laughs) it's just not the first time I've said with regards to Seth Rollins that guy really but (laughs) anyway uh but I guess there's people are still talking like he's definitely going to have one of the titles going into WrestleMania. I guess we'll see. I don't, I don't, I don't see anybody beating Roman Reigns unless it's Dwayne Johnson, but I guess we'll find out. Yeah.
0: I, I mean, that's the only, that's the only thing it's like, well, if Seth wins, then you could do him and Owens Cause they've been, they've been like really hamming up how they're best friends on television now. <laughs>
1: a rare bright a rare w for wwe creative a rare bright spot they're so good
0: and assorted and his assorted pals (laughs) over the last five years in wwe where they're just talking about what great friends they are (laughs) generally great television
1: heels being smarmy about how much they love each other (laughs) always great that's great Mm -hmm. stuff yeah all right we've covered a lot of ground is there anything else you want to get into
0: No, I think that's uh, I think that covers all the the big notes of uh, of Royal Rumble weekend. What a weekend it should be! And uh, oh, they're doing they're doing a big full week of WrestleMania again. So let's look forward to nine thousand WWE shows in one week. Well, and they're
1: so we don't have the NXT show this weekend. You know, they're not pairing those anymore. They're not, but they are doing Mm -hmm. an NXT show the day of one of the WrestleManias. It's going to be like NXT at noon. And WrestleMania at seven o'clock or whatever.
0: Gonna run it at like Access. Like, <laughs> I'm Probably, not sure. Yeah. I'm not sure Von Wagner and Lottie Donegan are gonna fill up a like 10,000 seat arena.
1: Yeah, I don't think so either. But also, seven another seven hours of wrestling just split over two venues. Mm. No, anyway. thank you. Oh yeah, and uh, all right. Well, till next time, everybody. I'm Ethan, and I'm Liam, and we'll be back soon with more stories from the wrestling life. Bye bye. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Now, here are this week's bonus features.
0: You got any plans for your birthday? Uh, Not really. I'm hanging out with some friends this weekend, but... Not really on the actual day. uh Not really doing much. I did take the day off because that's my every year present to myself is i i take I take my birthday off. So excellent. And I'll get to watch WWF's Royal Rumble. So what else? <laughs> what else could I do on a birthday weekend? That would be better than that. You know, it's difficult to think of
1: much. <laughs> okay. Well, the good news is that we should be able to get in and out of here fairly quickly. Famous last words, but yeah. Yes. If I don't I don't go off on a tangent about Big John Studd winning the Royal Rumble. Yeah, <laughs> doesn't make sense. <laughs> you know, there were signs 33 years ago that Vince was gone off the deep end. <laughs> He's like,
0: you know who's going to be my new number two baby face? John Studd. Hey Andre can't do anything Who should we put on house shows with him For the next six months (laughs) Big John Stud (laughs) Alright Unbelievable
1: I try to keep on keeping on